On this episode, I recap the FUD Champions Cup in Manchester, talk some more about Korea, China and MSI, and start to preview the DreamHack Masters in Marseille. Welcome to episode number 5 of Just My 94 Cents, presented by Esports Chronicle. I'm your host DT, and we have a lot to talk about, so let's get started right away. There was so much going on in the last few days, which makes it really tough to choose between topics, but we're kicking off with the FUD Champions Cup, which has taken place in Manchester this weekend, or at the time of this recording, it still is taking place right now. Um, because the grand final between Ice Vogel and MS Tosari is being played as we speak, so they are in the uh, return leg, I think, so it's close over. But um, let me say first of all that FIFA will always have a special place in my heart. It's a game that really got me into, com- into the competitive gaming scene um, back in 2009, which is almost 10 years ago, which is quite crazy. Um, and it's also where I had my proudest achievements as a player and um, where I met the most incredible people. With that being said, it um, yeah, it has been quite tough to follow FIFA as an eSport, and it has almost been worse in course of the last year or so, which is counterintuitive because the last year really got FIFA as an eSport going. But um, yeah, this is with EA uh, finally tapping into a game mode and um, a system which gets casual uh, casual gamers as well as professionals excited about the game but um, they still have a lot of improvement a um, lot of room for improvement sorry and um, although that being said once again um, they made the step into the right direction with this tournament I believe because um, especially in comparison to to Barcelona which um, had like the most difficult uh, circumstances for the players themselves and um, when, we, when, when, you talk, when you talk with players or when you talk with players, they um, had many bad things to say about it. But um, I read some tweets and I um, saw some comments. And um, for now in Manchester, um, many people, uh, or the, the most, most of the players are actually, I haven't, I haven't seen one negative comment about the uh, organization of the tournament, which is a big improvement. And um, especially... Um, the um, experience from outside has been uh, way better. So as as a, as a spectator, um, there was way more production value, and um, there w- it was a, it was a way better experience to to watch the the tournament from from Friday until Sunday or until right now actually. Now let's talk about the actual event taking place in Manchester. And uh, okay, let, let me let me just add one more thing actually. That um that is that the current state of FIFA, we will always have a high probability of um, favorites going out early or some favorites going out early because, well, the game can be pretty random, especially in like a best of two scenario or like a best of one scenarios random in any game actually, but it's especially random in, in FIFA and we have a best of two, so it's a um, first leg and then a second leg or return leg, and um, well, it still can be pretty random because. Um, if you're unlucky and you can't you can't score for for your life you can score um, 
would be in, in one game you actually have a, have a huge disadvantage already and um, exhibits one, a b and c are that um, shells and timo uh, got eliminated in the group stage already and um, gorilla got beaten by a pretty unknown canadian player named goal machine in the knockout stages and th this is just naming a few um and this is why i believe that players who usually perform very very well shouldn't be too hard on themselves if they go out of some tournaments early which happens quite a lot and i see it often that these players actually take it quite hard on, the, on themselves and um, this is this shouldn't be the case for them but i have to have to have to add while looking at the tournament that happened right now um, it is possible to go very far in almost every tournament and um, players like like the argentinian um, nicolas 99 fc or the german players deto and um, niklas razek they show that every time that they are at the big stage um, that they can go very far and one has to commend these players um, because in my opinion their performances can't be rated highly enough because um, let's take Nicolas for example he only lost one game in the whole tournament and, and was part of the best of two series versus Eisvogel which saw him eliminated in the uh, PlayStation 4 semi-final and this is this is so incredibly hard to do that um, many players or most most people that um, are not familiar or are not that quite familiar with the scene and with the game they um, would know how hard this is and this is why this is definitely underappreciated what players like Nicolas or the other two players that I mentioned that every that go far or almost every tournament it's um, it's really recommendable and one definitely has to has to acknowledge their their pure uh, determination and mental fortitude to go that far each and every game or each and every tournament I mean I mean now that I mentioned Eisvogel I um, quickly want to talk about him because this guy was pretty much anonymous just six months ago and now he's in the grand final of the FUD Champions Cup in Manchester and he's relied upon by one of the biggest traditional esports organizations in the world with Team Envias and um, stuff like this is only possible in FIFA right now this is there's so much untapped potential there are so many teams that are still actually looking to get into the sport with many traditional uh, football teams or soccer teams or when you're from America um, thinking about tapping into the into the market and getting players and um, building the new academies and stuff and uh, looking looking to get into the um, looking into the young market and getting even younger players into the game um, there's so much room for growth and it's really interesting and really really astonishing to see um, how much there can still be going on like I said nobody knew him at the start of FIFA 18 this Eisvogel um, now talking about Eisvogel again he was pretty much anonymous nobody knew him he hadn't um, played a major tournament in, in the last FIFA or anything anything uh, like this and he's he now he's in one of the best uh, organizations in the in the world actually and um, it's really crazy to see and lastly when I talk about the tournament I just wanted to say that the FIFA scene needs more players like Kurt uh, from Malta Kurt uh, 0411 he's uh, I just read his Twitter uh, in the last few days and uh, even today 
and um yeah it's it's hilarious to see what this guy is saying and it's it's also it's crazy to see how how much hate he gets which is which is understandable because uh, when you when you talk that that big of a game and then you lose oh people will always be glad to see you lose and um i think that people that have the mental fortitude to actually take this punishment from the community um are what is needed in the esports in general because there needs to be trash talk in order to in order for that to be hype that that's what i believe and that's why the the most uh most polarizing polarizing uh figures in the, in in sports are these are the guys that make the most money that's what it is it's Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor Cristiano Ronaldo um it's it will always be like this and this is why the FIFA scene or the esports scene in general needs more players like Kurt people that don't go um, below the belt line but they are still yeah, able to to talk mad trash and say that they are the best in the world and um yeah i i really want to commend this guy uh quotes for being being this person now after this long talk about fifa let's briefly very briefly uh recap the league of legends action from the weekend um kingzone beat africa freaks after a few starting problems rather decisively in the end and um, rng did the same with snake actually and um, if you listen to the pick of the day of the last episode uh rng minus 1.5 was my secure pick i actually picked them to win 3-0 but um, i said that if you wanted to go in a more secure route you could actually pick them minus 1.5 and uh and i also said that i wouldn't pick it myself and therefore it would actually definitely hit and this is what happened but um fortunately i was at least able to profit from uh, going on king zone with minus 1.5 which wasn't the best of odds but i just i i still took it and i i was kind of glad that i did um talking about lpl going forward uh, rng will face ig to de determine the uh the one of the finalists of the lpl and many people say that this is the actual final and uh the winner of this game will will go on to win the to, to win the whole league and um they will also be the last uh, msi participant of the, one of the major regions if they if if what they say is true and in the end edg doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't play spoiler again but let's uh let's let's worry about that later um yeah many people talk about how kingzone has proven that uh, nobody can mess with them at msi talking about msi right now um by decimating a freak on saturday and i'm not so sure about that to be quite honest because what they have proven definitely have proven is that they are able to adapt to adversity um which we have seen after game one when um they lost they definitely lost on, on every lane except kai uh, yeah kaiser got uh, got a got a few kills of course but um, every every other lane pretty much lost. I I believe Kaiser was the only one who got kills in game one, and um, you were able to see that starting from game two they were they were a, a a completely different team. They they were able to adapt. They didn't even change the roster, if I remember correctly. Don't don't pin me on this, but they didn't even change anyone, and um, they were able to adapt to to the to Africa's game style, and they pretty much ran them over 
afterwards. In game three, I believe that it, it was it went even quite long, longer than 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 in the other games. But um, you were able to see that they they were they never they never lost trust in the in their decision making and in their outplay um, mechanics, and they they got it done. And this is what they have definitely proven. But um, this and and this will let let's say like this they um, with everything else they possess that will make them the favorite in pretty much every best of five they will be in. So um, they they will be they, they they may be a best of one where they will they will maybe struggle, but um, in every best of five they they will be the favorites definitely. But um, we also saw that there are ways to stop them or maybe make them at least stutter a bit. And it will be interesting to see if one of the teams that will be at MSI uh, will be able to do that to them. And I, I can understand people um, that people say no, but um, it will still be as interesting to see because it it is possible. Oh, and and it's, all, it's also depending on the meta, on the meta changes that will take place until MSI, um, if and which team will be able to adapt to it best. But um, yeah, it, it will be a few weeks. It's a few weeks until then, and. Um, the MSI participant from China isn't even logged in yet, so um, we definitely should worry about that in, at, a, at a different episode. And finally, as I promised on Friday, let's talk about some Counter-Strike. After two pretty much quiet weeks of uh, ESL Pro League and ECS games on Wednesday, the DreamHack Masters Marseille 2018 will kick off. And with uh, 13 of the best 15 teams in the world participating, I believe only Virtus Pro and Hellraisers are in the top 15 and will not be there. Did, did I did I did I say that correctly? I believe that's correct. Um, it will be extremely interesting to see how some of the new rosters will be able to perform. And um, concerning the new rosters on Instagram, we have already asked you to comment on uh, the bold statement that SK will not make it out of groups. And the responses have almost exclusively been this is nonsense. So um, I will I will link the uh, the the post um, in the show notes. It was on the CS:GO Chronicle account, not on the main uh, main main account, Esports Chronicle, but on uh, the CS:GO specific account. And um, both in the story and uh, on the post, uh, people were like, "No, no way, this is nonsense," and. Uh, so I guess trust in Stewie seems to be well established, and well, what can I say? Odd makers uh, seem to be in line with that because I just looked uh, up the odds on Bet365, and according to them, both SK and Face are equally most likely to win the tournament. So they are um, favorites going in, and they are at 6.0, so it's plus 500 for Americans, and uh, Mouse Sports is um, close behind with 6.5. And um, I guess, I guess so that uh, trust in SK is pretty large at the moment. There are actually many more storylines to follow, though. And um, because I talked about FIFA that much now, I will most definitely do a part two about the upcoming event on Wednesday's episode. There is literally nothing happening until DreamX starting on Wednesday. Okay, so I should say literally, literally nothing because for degenerates like me, although I would consider myself a recovering degenerate nowadays, um, times have been worse, definitely. 
Um, later today, or as uh, as time of the recording later today, um, Quantum Bellator Fire will face um, Enjoy, I guess that's how it's pronounced, the um, new team from Pronex and Michael Lilly and Pith, um, and they will play in the Fusion Bedmasters in a best of three uh, in Group A. I don't usually bet on online games anymore, but when I do, it's mostly best of threes because best of ones are hella random. Uh, I could I could also bet on FIFA games. Uh, when, when I would do that on online CSGO, betting on online CSGO best of one matches is crazy. Um, I don't I don't usually even or I for I haven't I haven't bet on uh, ESL Pro League matches or ECS matches for a long time. Um, but that's a different uh, topic for a different conversation. Um, yeah, best of three in the Fusion Bed Masters, Quantum Bellator Fire versus uh, Enjoy. And uh, Enjoy beat uh, QBF just two and a half weeks ago, with uh, d decisively actually, with the 2-0. And therefore the odds on, en on Enjoy are too high in my opinion, because uh, QBF hasn't really turned anything around either since then. And that's why I would pick Enjoy to win for 2.1 odds or... So it's plus one hundred one hundred ten, um, and this is, these odds uh, I have found these odds on Bedway. When I looked uh, at them at Bet three six five, they were way lower. So um, definitely look for higher odds on Bedway or on other uh, sites if if you were to to uh, to bet on these kinds of things. And with that, we arrived at the end of this episode. You know the drill by now. If you have any questions, suggestions, or other remarks, please let me know on social media. As always, all the important links are in the, in the show notes of this episode. And thanks for tuning in. And I will catch you guys on Wednesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>